Hello everybody, this is Pastor Phil with Full of Life Ministry San Diego. And once again, we are here to share the love of Jesus through these podcasts. And I tell you, it's wonderful being in the perfect will of God. God is so awesome and he's worthy of all praise. And I'm grateful to God for the opportunity each week to share what um, he places on my heart and it's been it's been wonderful it's been a wonderful journey let's continue this journey in jesus name amen please people of god continue to share the podcast uh podcast uh, because it's really being a, a a powerful instrument to so many people's lives and you guys don't even realize when you do share it and it winds up in somebody's lap that was not expecting it and for them to um to now have a new outlook on their future and even their present situation. That's the power of love. You guys are connected uh, to God. We're connected to each other. And that's how love is spread. You know, bad news spread. But can you imagine when love is spread through the whole world? The whole world will just turn upside down. And so we're grateful to God for you guys uh really participating in this podcast and we thank you uh, once again so we're going to get right into our podcast tonight's another good podcast um this one this one episode is entitled can your conscience be your guide can your conscience be your guide and there's a scripture in james uh the fourth chapter verse 17 it says if anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is sin for them. Now, I want you to marinate on that because that's what it's all about. Can your conscience be your guide? You see, people of God, we come into this world and God has given to every single person a conscience. Now, that doesn't mean that every conscience works the same. Amen. Because, see, really, it doesn't mean that everybody that has a conscience believes the same way others believe. The conscience is that alarm when we are tempted to do something that is not right, when we are heading in the wrong direction. You see, the conscience is a universal gift from God to help us discern right from wrong. The conscience is defined as part of the human psyche that includes mental anguish and feelings of guilt when we when we violate that and feelings of pleasure and well-being when our actions thoughts and words are in conformity to our value systems um the conscience in all the new testament refers to moral awareness and moral consciousness the conscience reacts when one's actions thoughts and words conform to or are contrary to a standard of right and wrong. Conscience is a God-given capacity for human beings to exercise self-evaluation. Now, Apostle Paul uh, refers many times in the Bible about his own conscience, and uh, he talks about his conscience being good or clear. And there's a scripture in Acts 23 and 1. Paul had been 
acutely aware of God and his presence throughout his life. Paul's approach to his relationship with God had always been with a deep reverence and respect. But that does not mean his life had not undergone a tremendous change. It had. His attitude toward God had not changed, but his view of what was right and wrong had. His conviction about how he must live so as to please the Lord had changed. And because of his respect for God, he therefore had changed the way he was living. Radical Paul. The Apostle Paul had been brought before the council because he had been preaching Christ. Notice how he begins. He says, this is Paul looking intently at the council. The council. He says, brethren, I have lived my life with a perfectly good conscience before God up to this day. You see, at an earlier time, Paul had served this very council as Saul the Hebrew of Hebrews and a Pharisee with an extreme zeal for the law and the traditions. You see, Paul had once persecuted the disciples believing it to be God's will for him to do so. Paul's point is that his attitude toward pleasing God had not really changed in preaching Christ. His goal was the same. He was aware of God and always seeking to conscientiously please God in everything. That's a tough word to say. <laughs> he wanted to live each day being able to look back on it with peace, with the peace that comes from knowing he had given his best to God. You see, people of God, this is how we ought to live in conscience. Just like Paul, learn the right thing. And then apply it to our lives with conviction and zeal. This will in turn enable us to enjoy the peace and confidence that such living by faith brings during and at the end of each and every day. Paul examined, see, he examined his own words and deeds and found them to be in accordance with his morals and value system which were, of course, based on God's, not his standards, but God's standards. His conscience verified the integrity of his heart. Now, the question I pose to you, people of God, and this is a heavy question, is can you, here in the podcast land, trust your conscience? You have one but the question, I mean, you have a, a, a conscience, but really the question is, can you trust it? Uh, do you live by it? I mean, you hear people say all the time, trust your conscience. But is this a wise thing to do? Think about that, people of God. This question is posed for the simple reason, if your conscience is not trustworthy, you are headed for some deep trouble. The reality is that many people have a conscience, but it's not trustworthy. And that's why we find ourselves in problems and situations that have totally consumed the very essence of our life. Whew. Well, listen, I'm going to have to stop right there. 
So we're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back with this great episode entitled. Now, you guys are ready. It says, can you can your conscious be your guide? Hi guys, I'm Christopher. You may know me. You may have heard of me. I'm the editor of Full of Life Ministries San Diego podcast and I'm here to say that if you like what you're hearing and you would like to donate, you can. Head over to Instagram at Phil Gale Howard and scan the QR code on the second slide of the most recent post. You can use a QR scanning app or you could just point your camera at it if you have another device that has a camera function and it'll take you to either PayPal or Venmo where you can donate. Now, the money is going to be used to provide for the homeless and the less fortunate and those who have been negatively uh, affected by the ongoing pandemic, whether it be job loss or whatever the case may be. It would be greatly appreciated. Thank you so much for your time. Hello, everybody. We're back and we're ready to get right into our episode. Can your conscience be your guide? And so there's a question that I, I want to pose to you here in the podcast land. Uh, And the question is, when you step out of the will of God, it's really not a question. I, I take that back. It's really a statement. And the statement is, when you, I want you to, to analyze you, when you step out of the will of God, you are heading for a shipwreck. Now, this is scripture in 1 Timothy, the first chapter, verses 18 through 20. And it reads like this, and this is from the ESV, the English Standard Version. It says, this charge I entrust to you, Timothy, my child. This is Paul talking to Timothy. In accordance with the prophecies previously made about you, that by them you may wage the good warfare, holding faith and a good conscience. By rejecting this, some have made a shipwreck of their faith. Catch that, people of God. Among whom are Hermanius and Alexander, whom I have handed over to Satan that they may learn not to blaspheme. Here it is. A good conscience serves as the rudder that steers the believer through the rocks and reefs of sin and error. You see, there were false teachers that had ignored their conscience and the truth and as a result suffered shipwreck of their Christian faith. They had been in been in, in the church. They heard the gospel and they rejected it in favor of a false doctrine or a false teaching. Paul had learned not to blaspheme when confronted by the true understanding of the law and the gospel. You see, the purity of our souls for the sake of others depends on God keeping our conscience pure. So it's very important that we focus on our conscience, that we don't become shipwrecked. Shipwrecked means that you've crashed, that you ran into something that you did not recognize or even notice. And so let's be careful not to allow sin to creep into our very being. Our conscience operates based on how it has been programmed. Now, there's a scripture in Proverbs 22 and 6. It says, train up a child in the way he or she should go. Even when they are old, they will not they will not depart from it. It is it is 
a simple warning to parents. Now, I want you guys to understand the, the, the gravity behind the conscious and how we have to have a program. It's a warning to parents as their children enter the adolescent years. Through the warning also applies to parents of small children. We must not simply let children go their own way and do their own thing. Solomon had a deep sense of the broken nature of the human soul. Folly is bound up in the heart of a child and the rod of discipline will drive it far from him. We are not only born sinful, but we are also foolish with a tendency to make the wrong choices that bring devastating consequences on our lives. We must be guarded instructed and disciplined to walk in the ways of God. That is a parent's job. I mean, the parent's job is to go to war against the, the inborn sin and folly in a child's heart and drive it out. And the parent who sits back and says, I'll just let my child pick his own way is an utter fool. And I said it. That child will go his own way and develop character flaws that will follow him or her and plague them all of their lives. You see, every single one of us have been programmed or is programmed. You see, when you came into the world, when you came into this world, your parents or your significant other said to you or showed you what's right from wrong. They believe that through proper instruction, you, people of God, will have a better chance of becoming a good and conscientious person. And therefore, they had to teach you discipline for your life to show you the importance of in, in understanding right from wrong. Yes, they were programming our conscience. You might say, my parents ignore me. Well, that's a form of programming, isn't it? Think about all of the foul language. Remember some of the things we've experienced through our childhood have programmed our conscience either in a good or a bad way. Oh, this is such a heavy topic because the language that we hear in our society the language, language that we hear in our families, the stuff that we see on television, the magazines that we read, the newspapers, the things we find on the Internet. All of these things have shaped and formed our conscience either to do things the right way or the wrong way. So we have to examine what's entering into our spirit that causes us to do things that are not pleasing to God but ultimately will cause some form of pain either to yourself or to others. And that's why it's important, the training. I want to say this from the depths of my soul, the training of one person's conscience to program you with the right tools necessary to live a fulfilled life, a blessed life, has to do with what is being taught we can't count on the schools all the time. I mean, I thank God for all of the great teachers that take their teaching gift 
uh, um, they, they're, they're, they're taking it seriously. I love the fact that people get up and they're looking forward to teach these young kids what's right and what's wrong. But we really can't count on them to do that because of what's going on in our world and how they, the, and I'm going to say it, our government has stripped away some of the abilities for our teachers to really effectively teach our kids. It's unfortunate, but guess what? It starts in the home. It starts with you, that you're supposed to train your children up in the right way. And when you train them, and you program their conscience to know what's right and what's wrong, then guess what? They will be successful in everything that they do in life. Amen. Now, another thing is the purpose of our conscience is really not to guide us. Now, there's a, this old saying that, you know, back in the day, and I don't know if it's even still relative for 2020, but let me just say this, and some people will really get it. There's this old saying let your conscience be your guide. I mean, it's a well-known expression, but one that isn't necessarily good advice. That's because your moral comp compass, your compass, compass, your moral compass is only as reliable as the principles you've learned. It will be a dependable safeguard through your life if you store up biblical instructions, yes. But using false ideologies from popular culture to, pro to program your conscience will set you up for a moral failure. The conscience is not dependable. The inconsistencies of our daily walk with Christ has everything to do with the effect the world has had on our everyday thinking. Think about that. We have to recognize the importance of filling our minds with the knowledge of God to speak in a way that can remove the toxins off of our conscience and really ultimately bring glory to God. Now, there's another scripture that I want to read. and I want you guys to hear what it says. This is Ephesians chapter 4, verses 22 through 24. It says to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt, underline the word corrupt, through deceitful desires and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. If you want to experience lasting change in your life, you have to start with your conscience. And that includes changing the way you think so that what you let into your mind and the things you think about will always, always honor God. Notice here, in this scriptures that there's a putting off and a putting on a putting off and a putting on your overall well-being really comes down to stop certain things from entering your mind and then allowing God to feed you with healthy thoughts stop it stop it stop stop putting negative 
hurtful things in your body and start putting in things that edify your body. Stop putting in negative hurtful things in your mind and start watching and listening to things that edify and make you more like Jesus Christ. People of God, listen, in order to live a life of victory, you've got to put off before you can put on. I'm going to say that again. In order to really experience victories in your life, You've got to, you have to, it's a necessity. There is no other way to get around it. You have to put off before you could put on. I'm going to give you an example because we got a little time. You're in, in one of your favorite clothing stores. Now, ladies, you got your favorite stores. Guys, I know you got your favorite clothing stores that you like to go to because you like how the clothes fit on you and all this stuff. And you go in and you're looking for a new coat. You find what you really like and you said, you know what, let me let me try this on. Yeah. Let's just say you're already wearing a coat. Well, you already know that you're going to take off your current coat that you're wearing to try out the new coat. Would everybody agree with that? Amen. Because you want to make sure that the new coat fits. You've got to take off the old before you could put on the new. You have to. If you keep existing doing the old things, you'll stay in the old way. You have to take off some of those things that have filled your conscience with so many deceitful things, so many honorary things, and you and, and we can't really know for sure if you know what's right and what's wrong because your actions does not line up with somebody who knows what what right or wrong is and so we have to understand that we have to put off the old in order to really receive the new amen now listen you've got to take off the old before you can put on the new that's true spiritually, emotionally, and mentally. Now, there's there's so many, because I could really talk about this for a long, long time. We're not going to do any series on this because I, I want you guys to do some homework after you get off of this and look up some of these scriptures. Um, there are several different words, and these words describe the conscious in the Bible. Uh, we just read there's about the good conscience, which is 1 Timothy 1 and 19. And there's this thing called a pure conscience, which is 2 Timothy 1 through 3. And there's one that's called a blameless conscience. That's Acts 24, verses 16. Um, there's also, now I want you guys to catch this, there's a weak conscience, which is 1 Corinthians 8 and 7. And there's another one. This is never so we were looking at all the some of the good, and then we saw some of the weak, but now we're getting into the defiled conscience. Defiled, that means that it's been so damaged and tarnished, and it's so much blackness that's on the conscious mind that we're not functioning the way we're supposed to function. And that's in Titus verses one, uh, chapter one, verse 15. 
And then you have the evil conscience, which is Hebrews 10 and 22. And last but not least, there's this one called a seared conscience. In this particular verse, which, which is 1 Timothy, the fourth chapter, verses 1 and 2, God's word indicates here that you really you you can't really trust your conscience unless your conscience lines up with the word of God. When we continue to ignore the sounding bell, ding, 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 of our conscience, that alarm will slowly fade where you don't even hear it anymore. That's a dangerous place to be. That's a dangerous place to be. So what's the difference between the Holy Spirit and our conscience? All right, I'm going to tell you. The Holy Spirit works in conjunction, in conjunction with our conscience. The Holy Spirit is here to give us direction to us when our conscience tends to be drawn away from God's word and way. See, the Holy Spirit interprets what God is saying and the Holy Spirit encourages us, always encourages us to do the right thing. And so that's the difference between the conscience and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is our teacher. Amen. Now let's let's repeat this question. Can you, our conscience be our guide? Well, yeah, yeah, it, it, it can under certain conditions. When you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and you're willing to follow him, yeah, it could work. When the word of God is the basis for your conduct, yeah, it can absolutely work. When you have a strong desire to obey God, absolutely, your conscience can definitely be your guide when you have a, a strong desire to obey God. When you prayfully consider your decisions in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will, get, he will direct your path that deals with your conscience. Yes, it can be done. Trust your conscience when the alarms you hear immediately go off. And then when you understand and consider that you're doing wrong, yes, your conscience can be your guide in those areas of your life. When you feel guilty immediately upon disobedience, yes, your conscience can be your guide. When you feel compelled to repent of your disobedience, absolutely, your conscience can be your guide. So listen, before I close out, Anything that's in contradiction to the word of God, it has to go. Let's not keep using the phrases, man, I'm only human. Everybody makes mistakes. See, I want you guys to hear this. The Holy Spirit understands our weaknesses. However, this is not a license to continue to override our conscience for the sake of satisfying the flesh. Listen, we can start right now and to and begin developing that good conscience that the Lord has given to us to help us avoid the snares and the pitfalls that we encounter on a day in day out basis. Ultimately, victory awaits those who listens and obeys. Ultimately, victory awaits all of us. For those who listens and obeys. Let us pray.
Father God, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for all your many blessings. We thank you for your word. Your word is a light to our pathway, a lamp to our feet. Lord God, you know that we struggle in so many areas of our of our mind because we've been um, we've been tainted by the world. We haven't been really taught or programmed in the right way. And God, I thank you for your word because your word says that you can change our very conscience if we apply your principles and precepts to our lives. Lord God, I don't know who's out here in the podcast land, but you know their hearts. You know exactly their desires and their and they they strive they strive every each and every day to to want to be better to to glorify you to to live a life that's pleasing to you. So Lord God, in the name of Jesus, help us help us in the areas of our lives where we struggle because we've allowed things to tarnish our consciousness. God, free us this day and help us to to be programmed by your word that we will always go to your word because it is a light for our destiny. We praise you in advance for what you're going to do. We ask all these blessings in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Well, once again, this is Pastor Phil with the Full of Life Ministries, San Diego. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for your support. Thank you for growing, growing with us. We are trying to really make an impact in this world. For those who really want to uh, sow into our ministry, please, um, you can go to get a cash app. And uh, if you have a cash app, we have a cash app and it's the dollar sign full of life SD. If you feel like that you are really being blessed by the podcast, please give whatever amount that you feel that God has placed on your heart to give. And also, most importantly, please continue to share the podcast. We are trying to make a difference in this world. We know that God's going to provide whatever we need. We're counting on everyone to participate in this, but we understand that it takes everybody to build a village. So God, uh, we thank you. We thank you all for tuning in each and every week. Please share the podcast. If there's any questions that you may have, uh, you can contact me at fulloflifesd at gmail.com. That's fulloflifesd at gmail.com. Or you can contact me through my email, which is pastorphil at lovingkindnesswc.org. That's pastorphil at lovingkindnesswc.org. And please just let me know that you're out there and that there's some things that you really want to do that you want to grow in with God. I want to help you along that path. I am here to serve you, not to serve me, but that I, I want to be your servant. I want to serve you because that's what God has called me to do, to serve you in the best way possible. So once again, thank you guys for tuning in. Let's continue to do this in Jesus name. God bless. God bless.